Welcome to Transpersonal Journey. I'm Irene Siegel. Thank you for joining me as we bring ancient wisdom into modern times, following our path into the transpersonal spiritual realms and back. Today I would like to talk to you about transpersonal psychotherapy. However, the starting point is transpersonal psychology. Understanding what that means leads us into the field of psychotherapy. Transpersonal psychology is an outgrowth of the humanistic movement. In the humanistic movement, spirituality is a part of what makes up the whole person. In a transpersonal psychology model, spirituality is the core of the person. And it's by acknowledging that spiritual core and accessing that spiritual core that we could lead someone through healing, changing, transformation, and awakening. I became a therapist originally by getting my master's degree in social work. And I loved being a traditional therapist, but I always used an integrative approach. I was meditating since early childhood. I knew how to meditate. I knew how to go deep within. I knew how to take my clients deep within for them to have an inner focus and to use their imagination in the therapeutic process. But it wasn't until I took the training in EMDR that I actually started to create a more integrative model for myself. So for those of you that aren't familiar with EMDR, EMDR stands for Eye Movement Desensitization and Reprocessing. And it was developed in the 1980s by Francine Shapiro. Over the years, we've learned a lot about how people process trauma and why people get stuck in trauma. They can go into fight, flight, or freeze modes because the brain doesn't work the same when it's traumatized as when we go through normal learning. So EMDR is a brain-based therapy that helps us access stored memory that needs to move in terms of location in the brain to the frontal lobe where it can be reprocessed. Now the EMDR process itself, without, without getting too much into the details of it, it has a lot to do with working internally. EMDR is an eight-phase protocol, and through several of the phases, the client becomes silent in their processing. And it's in those silent spaces that an internal reflection can take place. So when I first learned EMDR, I went back to my office and I was already working with clients that had been traumatized. And I started working with one client in particular who was talking about a scene of sexual molestation and her feelings of not being lovable. And with EMDR, you pick a target memory and we clarified her target memory along with a negative cognition, and her negative belief system was, I'm not lovable. So with EMDR, you integrate bilateral stimulation. So eye movement, when a therapist sits in front of a client and uses their fingers to help the client create eye movement, then 
much can come to the surface in that silent space. However, we learn that bilateral stimulation doesn't have to be just eye movement. So I happen to like to use music that's made to go from ear to ear. And as a result of that, the client has the choice of closing his or her eyes during processing. So I come back to my office after taking the EMDR basic training, and I am with my client, and she's open to doing something different. And I, at that point, was using bilateral music with headphones. So she closed her eyes. She took some deep breaths. I closed my eyes because I was so used to that through meditation. And it was in that silent space that I noticed so much happening. She got very quiet. But because I've been a meditator and I've worked with energy over the years, the whole office lit up with light. And I could feel myself expanding. And I could feel her expanding. So I realized that we were holding a shared field together. I knew how already to get in a place of what I call spiritual resonance. And that's where I connect to the earth. I connect to the higher part of myself. And I'm tuned in to a divine presence. And this is a cosmic whole. It's a collective experience. So I am just in that space. And I'm tracking what's happening with her through my imagination, through my inner vision, through noticing what I might see internally, and just sensing. For me, when when I get into that space, I feel like my whole body is expanding. And it's a beautiful experience that helps me feel as if I'm going deeper and deeper into a heart space. Then I felt the energy calm down and I opened my eyes and she was just breathing deeply and just as I was about to ask her what was coming up, she opened her eyes wide and she said, Oh my God, I just realized God loves me and if God loves me, I must be lovable. That was the beginning of not just healing her trauma, but it was the beginning of a transformational process that she started to go through. So this is my version of transpersonal psychotherapy. Many transpersonal psychotherapists believe in the tenets of transpersonal psychology. They believe that spirituality is the core of the person and they open to have compassion and they attune to their clients and they are spiritual themselves. But what I'm talking about here is going into that non-ordinary spiritual space with the client. So it's learning how to be in those spaces, how to live a transpersonal life and not just have transpersonal values. What started to happen for me is that I started to see client after client awakening to their own spiritual core within our therapy sessions. And I learned quickly that it was through the imagination of the client that they could access ranges of awareness that they couldn't access by just talking 
or by just having their eyes opened in the traditional EMDR protocol. So this was an integrative piece that came naturally to me. I wondered if anybody else was having this experience, and so what started to happen is I started to think that maybe I needed more education. It was at that point that I went for my PhD through the Institute of Transpersonal Psychology, which now is called Sophia University. And um, it gave me a great education that really helped me to, to write in academic ways, and that's how my book came about, The Sacred Path of the Therapist. And I learned a lot, and I met others in the field of transpersonal psychology. But my research study for my dissertation was about the therapist as a transformational tool and how the therapist contributes to the awakening of the client. So I wanted to talk to other therapists about their understanding of what I call spiritual resonance and how that impacts on client transformation. So that spiritual resonance is about the therapist resonating with the client vibrationally connecting to a higher self, connecting to a divine presence, connecting to earth energy, and holding that doorway open for the client. Now, in speaking to other therapists as I interviewed them, many of them said to me that they never say a word to the client about spirituality, unless, of course, the client is spiritual, and that comes up as we take a history and we get to know the client. But they all agreed that the client would naturally start to awaken spiritually within a transpersonal model. And that transpersonal model has built into it silent space for going deep within. And it's not about just bringing the client deep within. It's about the therapist going deep within. It's in those deep internal spaces that the therapist can become aligned to their own spiritual core. And I believe this is an essential part of being a transpersonal psychotherapist. And and it really is essential for anybody in the healing arts who's working with clients and who wants to hold an energy in the shared field that impacts on the client. So I take a deep breath, I go deep within myself, and my client does the same. Now it's in those spaces that I believe the client has an option, a choice, to resonate with that energy that I'm holding or not. And this isn't good or bad, it's just a choice. And the client comes in at whatever range of frequency they can come into. So what does that mean when I talk about frequency? Everything has a frequency to it. Every thought, every object, every emotion, everything that exists in our third dimensional world has a frequency to it. Love has a frequency that's very different than the frequency of anger or sadness. It's as if you tune into a radio station and you go from station to station. Each station has a different frequency. 
What frequency do you choose to listen to? And then what frequency do you choose to resonate with? You might be able to relate to this if you think about the experience that most of us have had where we're with a group of people, maybe at a party, somebody walks in the room and everything stops because that person either comes in with an energy that is different and you could notice it. This can be a higher energy that all of a sudden you feel their presence or it can be a lower frequency. Somebody might step into the room and they're really depressed, they're really upset and without saying a word, all talking stops. It's because of the frequency that they're transmitting that there's actually been research on transmission Um, Tiller is one of the researchers. Um, He talked about how he believes that the greatest uh, center of transmission in the human body is the heart center. And he suspects that great leaders like Buddha and Christ and the Dalai Lama transmit huge energies of love through their heart center. And this is why thousands of people can go to a stadium and listen to the Dalai Lama and they come out feeling transformed. It's all about energy. It's all about frequency. In Eastern traditions, they believe that if you introduce a higher frequency to a lower frequency, the lower resonates with the higher and not the other way around. And this is the basis of homeopathy. It's an interesting idea to think that as a therapist, that the therapist can hold a frequency with which the client can choose to resonate with. So when I spoke to other therapists and I interviewed them for my study, they all agreed that spiritual resonance is vibrational in nature. And that it's not just about psychotherapy. It's about connecting to a greater whole that affects everything in our world, everything in our life. And we might meditate, we might have that aha aha light bulb moment where suddenly awareness opens up. Suddenly we experience a connection to something larger than ourselves. Now, when a client comes in for healing and they can do the same, all of a sudden their awareness opens and they give new meaning to their own traumas new meaning to their own storyline. And they can start to see it as a storyline, as a path that has led them to a place of awakening and transformation. So in my version of transpersonal psychotherapy, we not only heal trauma, but we initiate a process of spiritual awakening. And it's at that point that a client can look back and say, now I understand that this trauma was important for me. It opened me to my own inner wisdom and my own light. And that's what starts to give their life different meaning. So when a client comes in, and it's not just with me, I've been training other therapists, I've I've interviewed other therapists, there are other therapists that have similar perspectives on this. When a client heals their trauma, I just stay with it. And we shift how we're working. 
And now the shift isn't just about healing, but it is about awakening. And so the agreement changes. First it's nonverbal, and then we verbalize it, and we talk about it, and we see how they're moving forward. It's in those silent spaces that frequency changes and experiences change. So the imagination is a really important part of this. There are times where people work with frequency by going into their body. And what what we know from research now is that memory is held in the body, not just in the mind. And if someone is traumatized, that trauma is held in the body and not just in the mind. But So we can go in through body sensation to work with trauma, to work with body memory. But if we step back and take it another step out, I will have the client look at their energy field if they understand that concept. If not, I will just ask them to imagine a color, a form that surrounds their body that might hold a positive belief such as, I'm lovable. And we reinforce it through the imagination. We look at colors, we look at light, we look at patterns. The client starts to expand. And as a therapist, I'm in my own internal space where I can track what's happening with the client by feeling energy running through my hands, through my body, using my own inner vision, using my own intuitive knowing, and just sensing it. For some therapists, they actually bring in their own internal guides. I've had that experience as well. In my history of meditation and working with shamanism, I am very used to working with guides and accessing them through these deep inner spaces. Ironically, the client may start to access that range of awareness and talk about inner guides or a higher self. And we use that as resources to help the client feel more secure, to self-soothe, to listen to the whispers of their soul, as Ken Wilber would say, and to recognize what's happening within them in a deeper level. It's through the imagination that therapeutic work can be done much more quickly. So there are times where I have a client in silent space and they are processing a memory and all of a sudden they start to have images that they don't understand. They start to see colors. They start to see images of flowers, of animals, of scenes. And they don't know what that means. And they look at me to determine, do I think that this is odd? And I will just ask them, well, how did that feel for you? And if they say it's comfortable and it feels fine, I just encourage them to go with it and to continue processing. And as a result, changes happen in their relationship to their trauma without having to put words to it. One of the things I love about EMDR is that it's very measurable. We always say to a client, as we look at their traumatic memory, on a scale of 0 to 10, how stressful is that memory along with the negative belief, such as, I'm not lovable. And they often say it's a 10, even though it's many years later. 
with EMDR, we can bring that down to a zero. So EMDR is a beautiful process to work with trauma, and it's really made to heal trauma, not just cope with trauma. But as we add a transpersonal approach to it, then the client starts to accelerate the healing process through the imagery without the mind having to understand why or how this is happening. The therapist has to be in a place of centeredness. And in order to be there, the therapist has to be non-attached to outcome. Therapist has to give up expectation. Now, of course, we want to help our clients heal and the clients come in for that goal. But when we're actually in the process of healing and reprocessing, we have to put everything aside and just be. And the therapist becomes that tool of transformation by holding a range of energy and frequency that the client can then resonate with if they choose. I have seen many clients over the years go from beliefs of I'm not lovable to I am lovable to I am light to I am. And the therapist is just a vehicle for holding that energy. Now, of course, you have to be skilled at what you do as a therapist, and you're still a therapist, and you're still working with the client based on the needs of the client. But the therapist can become a vibrational tool of change. So in my version of spiritual resonance, that's how the therapist utilizes themselves. So I just would like to share with you the definition that came out of my study of spiritual resonance. Spiritual resonance is a vibrational pattern of greater cosmic wholeness, which is experienced as being accessed by soul awareness. Spiritual resonance is a central core of life, not just healing. It is the vibrational fabric from which healing and life emerge and is greater than the sum of the parts. Spiritual resonance, which includes all other forms of resonance, is perceived as a gift to the receiver who is consciously aware of the experience. But the potential for realization is present in all of us. Spiritual resonance is realized through an experience of expanded awareness, usually through spiritual practice and is nonlinear, transcending time and space. Therapist and client may become transmitters of this range of energy within the therapy session and contribute to the mutually created and shared energy field. The client has the choice to resonate with that range of frequency, disidentifying with ego, changing perception, and transforming within the unified experience of cosmic whole. Ultimately, the transmission of spiritual resonance is multidirectional between therapist, client, a divine cosmic source, and the earth. 
So you can see by that definition that the therapist is not sending energy, the therapist is not taking energy, the therapist is just being and just resonating to their own spiritual core and that spiritual connection. This changes not only the quality of one's work, but it changes the quality of one's life. So even if you're not a therapist, even if you're someone who's just listening to this podcast because you find it interesting, you can achieve this through your own meditation practice and working with a teacher. There's a lot more um, that I talk about in regard to this in my book, The Sacred Path of the Therapist, Modern Healing, Ancient Wisdom, and Client Transformation. So I encourage you to take a look. I even put in there uh, guided meditations that you can go through in order to find that spiritual core within yourself. So I hope this has been helpful in understanding what I call transpersonal psychotherapy. And I hope it inspires you to go deeper within yourself for your own healing and to understand how that impacts those that you are around. When any of us who are in the healing field works with clients, we're always bringing in an energy. But I'm suggesting that we consciously bring in an energy of higher awareness and notice what that changes in you and in your process with your client. If you'd like more information, you can go to my website, drirenesiegel.com, D-R-I-R-E-N-E-S-I-E-G-E-L.com. Thank you for being with me today. Aho.